God damn it. God damn it. God it's damn so it. wild how this is happening. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Dana, what's today's topic? Today, we're talking about the relationship timeline between Rihanna and Chris Brown with the 2009 assault of Rihanna as like a focal point. Today's episode definitely comes with a trigger warning, and we just want to be very clear that we will be talking about physical abuse. So if anyone, you know, if this might trigger you, please don't listen to the rest of this episode. But we are going to be taking it back to 2009 to talk about the infamous assault that happened between the reigning princess and prince of R&B at the time, Rihanna and Chris Brown. And the events that unfolded on the morning of the Grammy Awards resulted in a media firestorm not only about the celebrities themselves, but about victims' rights and domestic abuse. Let's learn a little bit more about Rihanna and Chris Brown. The goddess slash singer slash actress slash businesswoman we know as Rihanna was born Robin Rihanna Fenty to her parents, Monica and Ronald Fenty. She grew up v humbly in Barbados, and she has two brothers, two half-sisters, and a half-brother. So a lot of children. Um, Rihanna's home life wasn't the best. Her dad was actually an abusive alcoholic and addict, and he routinely hit her mom. Um, the stress was actually so bad for Rihanna that Rihanna would get these like really bad migraines, which surprisingly cleared up after her dad left. Nevertheless, she pursued a musical career and was eventually discovered by a record producer and signed to Def Jam Records. So what's this gift to the world's big three? I have chills because I honestly love Rihanna so much. She is a queen, a true queen. Um, so Rihanna is a Pisces sun and Aries moon and an Aries rising. And I would say that this three is like vulnerability is her strength. Um, Pisces suns are artists. They're emotionally aware. Uh, I rag on them a lot, but they're in tune with forces greater than what's like visible here on Earth. And that can make them seem like spaced out or like, to be honest, like stupid or naive. Their intelligence doesn't really rely on external confirmation because it doesn't rely on evidence and it doesn't like it's not it doesn't try to impress others. They learn through books like everyone else, of course, but they what they like know is supplied through the ether. So to be clear, Pisces aren't like the most secure in this ability or them like or themselves really as children. Um, but they tend to grow into themselves like everyone, especially by their side in return. I just can't believe Rihanna is a Pisces son, but. I feel like all of her Aries placements really make sense. And Rihanna now joins Ruth Bader Ginsburg as women that have really completely changed our perception on Pisces. I love like a lot of Pisces and I just make fun of them a lot. I don't know why. I mean, Blake uh, Griffin is one of my biggest crushes and he's a Pisces and... (laughs) Rosewood Baker is a great comedian. She's a Pisces. She's also an astrologer. Anyway, Rihanna's Aries moon. Let's talk about that. Okay, so Aries moons are a pretty tight placement. They're the only fire moon that doesn't require external validation. Um, And they're ruled by Mars. So this can make like emotions volatile since Mars is the planet of power. And of course, like many Aries moons don't experience um, emotional volatility to the degree that Rihanna did. But your moon is also like kind of uh, reflects the conditions of childhood to a degree. And so for Rihanna, having an Aries moon, there's like a degree of, you know, violence. Um, And astrology also isn't always literal, of course, but when it is, it feels for me at least disarming. And so I just have to try and clear this up because I don't want to sound like I'm making a hot take uh, in a rash way. 
And so being ruled by Mars is like, could also mean that she seeks out extreme situations, like just to fucking feel something. God damn it. <laughs> um, and also to confirm what's comfortable by conditioning um, is that like what to confirm that whatever feels comfortable by her conditioning is also, you know, true. I kind of love that Rihanna has this Aries moon because to me that just shows that she knows deep down within her little beautiful core that she is not one to fuck with and no one needs to, to tell her that, which I think is awesome, especially because I feel like many of us work throughout our lives to achieve that, but she just like has it innately within her. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fire moon and I'm a Sag moon, so I do need external validation. I'm a Leo <laughs> rising. I desperately need it. Uh, okay, so Aries, Rihanna's Aries rising. Let's do that. Um, sh- also a tight placement. Her chart matches up with the natural rulers of the natural houses of the Zodiac, uh, which is means that Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. So having that on your first house, I like this because I see it as like natural order and I idealize natural order, but I live for chaos. So I just think it's pretty cool. Um, Aries rising, see the world through the lens of their own individuality, which allows them to hold space for others to do the same. And they'll speak up for what they believe is right because they don't limit themselves to certain causes or, and they don't limit themselves to certain causes or topics. So another thing I love about Aries rising is that they just have like this mental flexibility and like, always a willingness to try something new and they're aware of their own uniqueness and they know that it's their best asset so to recap rihanna's big three she's a pisces sun which makes her very emotionally aware an aries moon which means she doesn't need any external validation and an aries rising which makes her come off as unique and really own that uniqueness so kind of moving from rihanna to the other person involved in this story chris brown so chris brown is a singer songwriter actor dancer He grew up in Virginia to his parents, Joyce Hawkins, which to me, that just makes me think of Stranger Things and Miss Stranger Things. Anyway, his dad's name was Clinton Brown. Um, He also had an older sister, so he's the youngest of two children. Growing up, he loved to perform. He was in choir. He taught himself how to dance. He was obsessed with Michael Jackson, which I think is like very apparent anytime you see him perform. Unfortunately, though, not everything was all moonwalks and rainbows because his parents divorced and his mom's new boyfriend was abusive to her. So Chris grew up witnessing that, which, like, as we know, for future relationships is never good. Um, Eventually, he was discovered and he was also signed to Def Jam, just like our fair Rihanna. So what are Chris Brown's big three? Okay, Chris Brown is a Taurus sun, a Taurus moon, and a Leo rising. So this is like the chart of someone who's like an artist within and without. Taurus suns are natural artists. They're ruled by Venus. It's the sign of sensual appreciation and pleasure. Uh, They're sensitive but unrelenting, and they're stubborn, self-assured, very resistant to change. Like ultimately, Taurus is seeking security more than anything, and it's their greatest need, and they will... Once you find security, like that's their rock. So they just don't want to change from that. Okay, so because his sun and moon are in the same sign, we know that he was born on a new moon. And um, the annual Taurus new moon is kind of honestly like the other other Valentine's Day. So it's like a highly sensual combo with like a great aptitude for artistic talent and appreciation. Taurus moons are actually my favorite moon placement because I know of the Taurus moons in my life. I always think of Taurus moon as like just like stubborn as fuck. Like whenever I see a Taurus moon, I'm like, oh, you will be interesting to argue with. (laughs) (laughs) I like them because they're like people with like nice house. They like like nice areas around them. Like all the Taurus moons I know like are like really appreciate like their environment in a way that I think is refreshing. And like they just also let me be crazy in a way that I, I respect 
I guess, because <laughs> uh, I am crazy. Okay, so it's a highly sensual combo. Uh, he has a great aptitude for artistic talent and appreciation, as we could see. Um, he also, like, they have the ability to create a lot of love and space for other people as long as they feel secure in themselves. So if you don't feel secure in yourself, you don't have that as any human, right? When otherwise, like, they can retreat into themselves and, like, kind of, like, incubate, and then, which is, like, ripe environment for projecting their emotions outward. Um, and then, like, you know, that's when people make their problems other people's problems. Um, and he's also a Leo Rising, which, hi, me too. Uh, and so Leo Risings are also artists by nature. Um, they're the performers of the Zodiac. Uh, and, like, what do performers need? It's validation. Um, so without this, like Leo risings can become destructive of themselves or others. And it's especially true before the Saturn return. But since Leo is ruled by the sun, his Taurus sun is his chart ruler. And with his sun and his moon conjunct, his emotions and identity are bound together. And so this is what makes him like a really powerful artist across so many mediums. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen his paintings, like they're incredible. It's it's wild how much talent this guy has in terms of like artistic ability. Um, But with his sun, moon and Venus and Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, like he's just what I would call a heavily Venusian man. And this is compelling and can be like called like controlling energy. Like so, I mean, also like it's. We say that it's cult-like because a lot of Venusian men show up in cults. And if you are curious about this, you can check out our episodes called Cult Special or the Nexium Sex Cult. But yeah, Keith. Keith. Jim Jones. Uh, but yes, in the Nexium episode, I asked Dana, I said, if someone, if a man has a super uh, like heavy Venus influence, should you run? And Dana's like, no, like we love a good Venus man. But like every Venus man we talk about is like a cult leader or like a straight up abuser. So I don't know. Okay, anyway. So, to recap, Chris Brown is a Taurus sun, which makes him sensual, stubborn, and very sensitive. A Taurus moon, which means he's going to need a lot of security. And a Leo rising, which, unlike Rihanna, means he does really need validation from others. And he has a lot of Venus in his chart, which means he can be charismatic, but also very controlling. And I think all those things really make him the incredibly talented, yet emotionally volatile person he is. Um, so, you know, these days, there's a segment of people that see Chris Brown as this amazing performer who should be worshipped, and other people see him as, you know, honestly, kind of unhinged. And a bunch of people see Rihanna as this badass entrepreneur and singer, fashion icon, and overall strong role model. But we kind of have to, like, strip that away from us and go back to 2007 when both of them were first starting to get really famous. So you have to remember, this is a time when Rihanna was coming off Pone de Replay and SOS. So this is like her kind of like, honestly, I think at one point she was wearing a cargo pant in that video. So this is a very like, I shop at Kohl's type look that we're not really familiar with this time, like in these days. Um, this also was like, when Umbrella took off, which like, honestly, that song is forever a banger, especially the Jay-Z remix. So now she's like starting to like sell a ton of records. And at this time too, Chris Brown is this like super wholesome R&B star. Like, you know, he was like the double mint, like Wrigley's double mint oh, yeah. thumb guy. Um, and everyone kind of looked at him as this like Michael Jackson type figure, like obviously like minus the molestiness. We have to cut Rihanna some slack because like between 2000 and 2010 was probably like the worst decade ever for fashion. Yeah, like everyone like had a kitten heel. (laughs) 
and like a shrug. Everything was like <laughs> either small or big. We were, yeah. I used to wear belts outside of my tank tops. Yes. Oh underneath my, my polos. Belts outside of tank tops. Then remember when like Hillary Duff would wear like a dress over jeans, but yeah. it was like oh a full dress. Yeah. Hillary yeah, Duff. it was a rough it was a rough time for everyone. But in the eyes of viewers and fans, Chris Brown was really gonna be he had the potential to be the pop star of his generation. And he was taking on acting roles in Stomp the Yard, This Christmas, and even the OC. He was also this was also around the time he released a duet with Jordan Sparks called No Air. So this this was a point where his career was really starting to take off both of their careers, really. Yeah. And, you know, both Rihanna and Chris Brown, they're both at the same label Def Jam. They're both young. They're both hot. They're both crushing it. So it was really no surprise that they found themselves kind of running in the same circle of people. So they started appearing in public together more and more. And naturally, you know, the public, the gossip mags, they start to wonder, like, are they dating potentially? Yeah. And they often appeared on uh, they often appeared on the red carpet together, sat next to each other at award shows, industry events. She was at his birthday party. They performed together. They even went on tour together. And they always kind of played it off like they were just friends. But eventually they made it official. And that wasn't necessarily the best thing because as we would later learn, their their relationship was just very tumultuous. When Rihanna did her interview with Diane Sawyer, she said their connection went beyond basic infatuation and affection. She said, he was definitely my first big love. We were best friends, she explained. Uh, we fell in love with each other and to fall in love with your best friend, it can be scary. We just fell really, really fast. The more in love we became, the more dangerous we became for each other. Equally as dangerous because it was a bit of an obsession almost. So I think we have to take a look at their bi wheel. And FYI, a bi wheel is when you take two people's charts and you overlap them so you could kind of see like how they interact and influence each other. And from that, you could get some knowledge over what their like their relationship is like. Bingo. Thank you, Sarah. So they have like ascendant, trine, ascendant. This is a fire trine because she is an Aries rising and he's a Leo rising. And so trines are within the same element. Um, And so this is like passion. Fire signs are passionate, emotional, stubborn, hot-headed, demonstrative. This aids in friendship. Um, Trines are harmonious aspects and within the same element, which indicates ease around each other and like another person. And they're similar. They get each other. Their chemistry is like effortless and so it's like what you want a friendship to be like um rihanna's mercury and aquarius is conjunct chris brown's descendant and so this is like a really beautiful aspect for any relationship mercury is the mind and how we communicate and the descendant is the point of the other or the point of the partner and so associated in traditional it's associated in traditional astrology with both marriage and open enemies and Rihanna knows how to communicate with Chris Brown, probably like maybe like no one ever had really before, which and also if he had like a, you know, weird childhood or a rough childhood, like this can really feel especially sort of like destiny. Right. And so Mercury is the most neutral planet of the Zodiac. Um, so it makes sense that they started out as just friends. And but like Mercury is also the most neutral planet because communication is a foundation of life and relationship which I think is the most important part of life, uh, relationships with others, um, not just romantic relationships, of course. So this is at once deep and also not that deep. And it's just like a very tight bond and a natural understanding. And Chris Brown's North Node is also conjunct Rihanna's son, which I think is like a faded futures type thing. Um, the North Node of, 
is like fate is called that for a reason and it makes chris brown and rihanna feel like very magnetically attracted to each other in a way that especially as a 21 year old i can imagine would be like we are going to be together forever this is it like this is it baby us against the world type stuff (laughs) yeah and so basically uh planetary placements in there by we all show that they do have a very deep connection but that along with this connection comes deep feelings of passion and hot-headed emotions to fast forward Things would get physical between the couple Um, on a trip to Europe. For example, Chris Brown smashed the windows out of their rented Range Rover after an argument. He later claimed in an interview that they would hit each other, saying we would fight each other. She would hit me. I would hit her. And it was never okay. Um, And the incident we all know is that this physicality really escalated the night of Clive Davis's pre-Grammy party. So if you don't know, Clive Davis is this huge music exec, and he's known for throwing this huge party before the Grammys. So both Rihanna and Chris Brown were there, and Chris Brown's old girlfriend showed up too. So that kind of soured the night. Rihanna was super upset by this. You know, Chris claimed that he didn't know his girlfriend was coming. um, So that kind of like you know, made it better a little bit. But then on the way home, Rihanna discovered a text from his ex-girlfriend on his phone. And she was like, "Um, no, you did know. She felt super betrayed. And then they got into a fight. Right. And this is never good. Uh, The argument escalated and got incredibly physical. Again, this is a trigger warning, but court records later recounted that he punched her repeatedly in the face and arm He also bit her ear. He put her in a headlock Mm -hmm. and he even threatened to kill her. So um, Rihanna eventually got out of the car and fled because she was obviously scared for her safety. The attack left her covered in contusions and bruises and she had to go to the hospital. Chris Brown eventually turned himself into police. So I feel like we have to know what's going on for their charts on this day. Right. And uh, so I'm going to explain this in a way with the expectation that all listeners agree with me that there's just not an excuse for balance. Um, There was a lunar eclipse on Leo uh, on the 9th of February. So this is a day later. And it was opposite Neptune and Aquarius. In L.A., the eclipse was on the descendant, which carries themes of truth versus lies and relationship versus individual. Neptune in Aquarius is an uncomfortable placement. Personally, that's like a personal idea, but also it is. Aquarius is the sign that lifts the veil on bullshit, and Neptune is the planet that obscures, escapes, and idealizes, which is how we get bullshit. Um, So it's the placement that laid the fertile landscape for social media uh, to seem like a great idea and a healthy idea, but I digress. Eclipses shine light on the truth. So this is like a weird sort of combination. The moon in Leo wants to love and be loved, and Leo rules the heart um, in medical astrology. And Leo seeks truth and love above all else. But eclipses shine light on truth in ways that can make it literally impossible to go back to the way things were. And so also at the time of the assault, the moon was opposite Mars, like exact. And Mars is violence and the moon is the body and women. So this is, another, again, a very like literal astrological occurrence. Wow. So on that day, we have an eclipse that's going to shine light on the truth and lift the veil of bullshit to show you how a situation or person truly is. And there's also um, moon opposite Mars transit that indicates violence to the body. Yeah, moon opposite Mars is very spooky to me in this situation because it definitely has the potential, you know, to not like manifest itself, but like that's like how the energy could manifest. Um, and that's what happened here. The assault occurred early in the morning, the day of the Grammys. And that's, you know, a, an event where both 
Rihanna and Chris Brown were nominated and scheduled to perform. Um, So everybody was looking for them there. So this was going to be honestly like a straight up PR nightmare because there was really no way they could kind of like cover this up. So people woke up that morning and heard the news that neither was performing and everyone kind of like knew something was like super sus. Like they were like, something doesn't feel right, but they all just like never expected what the actual reason was. Right. Initially, the news was that their performances were canceled because Chris Brown was arrested for assault. Uh, It was not exactly explained, but the theory was that it was an assault involving a woman who could have been his girlfriend. And obviously everyone knew that was Rihanna. Yeah. And everyone 100 percent was for sure it was her when TMZ leaked a photo of her face that the police had taken as evidence. Um, which honestly, that's like super fucked up. Like, I feel like that violates like a lot of the things. I'm not going to really describe it. If you really want to, you could give it a goog for yourself. Um, but this photo of her exploded all over the world. Everyone was sharing it and talking about it. So kind of like what was happening on this day? So the North Node in Aquarius was conjunct America's South Node in the third house. The third house is the press and the south node is what's comfortable, often less than healthy behavior. And in Aquarius, that's uh, Aquarius and also the third house. It's like America salivating for gossip and sensationalism. The north node is also conjunct Mercury and the moon and Mercury is the news and all things related to communication. So when it's conjunct, uh, when it conjuncts the moon each month, like something's kind of like bound to flood the news. So if you pay attention to that, you might notice it. But the north node really indicates the greater significance of this story and like the ripples of the cultural impact it made. And yeah, so here we have a lot of North Node happenings, which is going to make the press sensationalize this event, and it's really going to have an impact on culture. And the release of Rihanna's evidence photo was very uh, controversial because the news outlets were sharing it and identifying the victim as Rihanna, which disclosing the identity of a domestic abuse victim is just not something that is typically done and frowned upon. And in in many cases, it's just straight up illegal. So many people were really pissed and they spoke out about this. Um, I can't imagine how Rihanna must have felt. But I think, you know, she went on to say that the whole experience was very humiliating and being constantly swarmed by reporters like could not have been a worse amplification of this traumatic experience for her. Yeah, that's literally like so fucked up, like on a level that's like, I can't even comprehend. Um, But after the attack, Chris Brown pleads guilty and he's charged with two felonies and received five years of probation, one year of domestic violence counseling and six months of community service, which honestly, to me, does not seem like a lot. Um, And he also received a restraining order, which said that he had to stay 50 yards away from Rihanna at all times. So what's going on the day that he kind of got his comeuppance? Okay, so that was August 25th, 2009. Mars was in Cancer opposite Pluto and Capricorn. Mars entered Cancer this day, so and it, it was an exact aspect. So it's like, uh, it's a tense aspect. Oppositions are tense. They're uh, aspects of relationship, and they involve making compromises and like achieving some sort of balance. Like they will balance something out, which requires compromise. And so Mars and Pluto are both about control and power. Um, and Pluto can also be about like sexual sort of control or like, uh, you know, fetishes, proclivities. Cancer is ruled by the moon, which relates to women and bodies. And Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which relates to structure. And Capricorn is a sign of the establishment or the government. Right. So here we have transits that relate to control. And this shows that authorities are going to 
um, you know, control Chris for his actions. You know, after this all happened, the public or at least sections of the public were pretty quick to forgive Chris Brown. Um, And just one year, which is like literally one single year after he assaulted Rihanna, he performed a tribute to Michael Jackson at the 2010 BET Awards. And like people just like ate that shit up. Like it was like nothing had ever happened. Yeah, that was pretty rough to see him just be so public, just be in the public favor again. Um, And then he went on to release an album that got him two Grammy nominations. Um, His album after that debuted at number one, and he did win a Grammy for that. He also won a ton of BET and BET Hip Hop Awards. He performed on all the late night shows. So, you know, I I can't imagine how difficult that probably was um, for Rihanna to, to just watch him just like go back into the public mainstream like nothing had ever happened. But it definitely seemed like Everyone was pretty willing to forgive and forget. So I wonder if there was anything happening in his chart um, or just the charts around this time that could contribute to this. So Chris Brown was in um, in his annual perfections. He was in a ninth house uh, year and his annual time lord or lord of the year was Mars. And the ninth house is about higher education and broader beliefs. And his natal Mars is in cancer in the 12th house. And the day he was sentenced, again, Mars moved into cancer opposite Pluto. Um, And so the 12th house happens to be associated with prison and Mars is associated with violence. So Pluto is a planet of control and Pluto aspects like make huge changes to your life. So he was this is just like a change kind of like beyond his sort of control, which I'm sure with Pluto aspecting a planet in your 12th house, like this is a real big shakeup. Also, like I just feel kind of compelled to kind of like I can't wrap my mind around this in so many ways. There's just so many complicated moving parts of the situation. Like it's just very nuanced, especially regarding like gender and race. On one hand, like Chris Brown is a black man and he was a very young black man when it occurred. And I like from the media I consume, it seems like his career will for sure always be tainted by this reputation of him being like an angry and violent black man. But also personally, I just I don't when I hear like I loved his music, but now when I hear it, like because I also like I happen to be someone who kind of worships Rihanna and like a god, uh, and so <laughs> um, I just don't like get the same enjoyment ever since like this happened to her. But I also think that although I can't really put myself in Rihanna's place, like how I can like observe what she did, like she didn't she didn't go on a tour like a press tour that like kind of about like victimizing herself or like how how it felt to be a victim, and I feel like in modern culture, we kind of media train victims, which makes for me a lot of times, like it takes out of some sort of human element, uh, which isn't to say that like, we should like now humanize victims. I mean, I think we, of course we should. What I'm saying is incredibly difficult for me to say. So I, but I'm just trying to say what I saw and like what this felt like. So I don't think that um, she should or should not have gone on any sort of press store, but how I remember it happening was that she gave the interview to Diane um, Sawyer that you quoted Elise and like, I remember watching that and like her expression was just so emotionally raw and like extremely natural and vulnerable. And she didn't seem rehearsed. Like it almost seemed like it was like traumatic for her to give the interview because she was reliving it. And I do think that the reason that she gave um, the interview was for other women who've experienced the same thing. I think that like it was just so vulnerable and she was reopening the wound. I don't think she did it for herself. I think she did it because she understands her like place in society and how she can sort of give a voice. And then also I remember her saying that she didn't want people to hate him in it. So she didn't want people to hate him, but she like, I just can't imagine how complicated that feels. Cause I've never been in an, in an abusive relationship like that. 
but God, I love Rihanna. And if I keep talking about that, I'll cry. So um, yeah. I do also wonder how the industry response would have differed to Chris Brown if Rihanna kind of had gone on more about that. But like, I we can't know. So it's just something that I wonder. Yeah. And I also wonder, like, if this happened during like if this happened during like more of this Me Too time that that we're like coming to the reckoning of violence against women, would he have been so quick to be forgiven? Like, obviously, there are things in his own chart that might have contributed to that. But like, there's only so much that your own chart can contribute to the time that things are happening like around you. So, you know, I think it was like a sort of a mix of like, yes, his own chart. Um, but also, like, I think the time, you know, in 2009, like people, this just wasn't an issue that was being really talked about very often. So I think there's like, there there are two sides, sides to this. But you know, this was the year that Chris Brown did deal with themes of uh, restriction, violence and control. Um, just not in a way that maybe, you know, he would have been dealing with if this happened today. And so though he was dealing with a lot of this in the public eye, many of his fans just didn't have it in them to write him off. So he was very quickly forgiven. But that's not to say like everyone forgave him. Like there were a lot of people who who didn't. Well said. Yeah. But someone who did forgive him was Rihanna. And she honestly stunned the whole goddamn world when she put out a little song called Birthday Cake, which... In my head, I'm just like, cake, cake, cake. cake like, you know cake, what I mean? Like, cake, it's yeah. like, cake, it's iconic. Cake, but cake, she released it with Chris Brown. So that made everyone just kind of be like, uh, what? And that wasn't just one song. She did two songs with him and then also took him back. So everybody was just kind of like, like fucking mind blown. So like, what is going on with Rihanna's chart at this time? Because she's literally just like fucking our lives up. <laughs> yeah, I loved that song, but I remember her releasing a picture with him and me being like, I don't know what's going on. Um, well, that's the thing. Like when, like looking back on it now, like I guess I didn't realize probably because I was just like blacked out in college, <laughs> like the implications of the song. Like when it came well, out, it was, I was 2012. Like, we were out. We were at Butch McGuire's. What? No, well, I was still blacked out. Yeah. It was like right after college. Yeah, for so sure. Still living my dream. But you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, yeah, she does want that cake. Like, I didn't care. And but now looking at it now, I was like, oh, wow. Like, so uh, it was released in March, tw- like 2012. And Uranus was conjunct Mercury and Aries on the day it was released, uh, which can be erratic and erotic. Huh. Ooh. Um, yeah. The two E's. The two E's. <laughs> Um, again, <laughs> Aries is ruled by Mars and an Aries, which is a sign of individuality and Rihanna's rising and moon. This is as much about Rihanna asserting her right to choose her own life, even if it's being like, I choose abuse, like, fuck you for like deciding my narrative for me. Because she's she just, is, you know, fire risings get off on making other people mad when other people think they know what's best for them. And she knew this would make a splash, but she also loved Chris Brown and she didn't release it for any reason other than that she, you know, wanted control, wanted to call the shops and I guess wanted to make some art with him. Yeah. So here we have Uranus, the planet of surprises, surprising all of us by its interaction with Mars in Rihanna's chart. And this transit is going to have Rihanna showing everyone that really, you know, it's up to her to do what she wants when she wants, even if that means collaborating again with her abusive ex. And this reconciliation between them resulted in, no surprise, a ton of differing opinions. 
Some fans were happy, some people were disappointed, and some were just straight up pissed. But a lot of people criticized Rihanna for what they saw as her publicly flaunting her reconciliation with her abusive ex. Like, you know, like like a lot of people were like, think of the children, like you're a role model to like all of these girls, whether you like it or not. Like this is setting a bad example of returning to an abusive relationship, which they also kind of did with Beyonce when she took Jay-Z back. They talked about that in the Britney Spears documentary too, about how, you know, she was just criticized because of her role model to young girls, but also like, you know, these young girls are not mature women. So it's a really tough thing for celebrities to be deified as like these role models when, you know, they're going through a lot of hard shit. So, you know, obviously I'm, we're not mental health therapists, but it's undisputed that leaving a destructive and abusive relationship is not easy. Like there is a cycle of abuse that happens that makes it extremely hard to leave this person that you love. And so especially if you're conditioned for it. Right. In your childhood. You're like, especially like she was conditioned to see abuse um, in her daily life as a child. And so even when the situation gets out of control as a defense mechanism, people often make themselves believe that it's not really as bad as everyone thinks it is. So, you know, we have to be a little bit more empathetic in this situation, but I think it was right for people to be alarmed. And I mean, in this situation, like we are like heavily inferring, but just knowing how fiery Rihanna is, like in her case, she probably didn't realize like how intense it was. And also like once I feel like she gets something in her mind, like that's the way it is. So it's probably like hard for her to listen to other people. And also like their relationship was kind of always over the top from the beginning. So, you know, she probably could forgive Chris for this assault because this was probably like the worst of the worst, even though maybe like her friends and her family were kind of saying like, what are you doing? Like it was easy for her to kind of like brush that off. But yeah, another tactic that does perpetuate the cycle of abuse is manipulation where the abusive partner does coerce or threaten the abused person to keep them from leaving them. And, you know, Rihanna could have potentially fallen victim to this type of manipulation. So following the assault, it's possible that she could have felt guilty that she um, played a part in ruining his career by reporting the assault. And so getting back together with him could have made her feel like she's sort of making up for that. From what we know about people with Venusian influence, like I feel like he was able to manipulate her and control her. And I feel like that's something like unless he gets therapy, he'll like always do. And he's too stubborn to get therapy. So I feel like it's going to just continue. Yeah. Well, what's what really I think changed for her and turned everything around is that Uranus and Aries was transiting Rihanna's first house from 2011 to 2018. And this changed Rihanna's entire approach to life and like how she presents herself to the world and like the how she sees herself. So Uranus is a planet of shock, surprises, and revolution and freedom. And uh, the first house has to do with is the it's the lens through which we see the world. So Uranus, Uranus crossing her um, moon, uh, which is her emotions, Venus, which is her values and how she wants to be loved, and finally Jupiter, which is her beliefs and ideals. I mean that tracks because I feel like the way we see her now is very different from how we saw her then. And eventually the couple called it quits for good and they go their separate ways. Rihanna established her Fenty beauty and clothing lines. And, you know, she really became this fashion icon and muse and businesswoman. 
Um, Chris Brown also continued to pull out albums and collaborate with other artists. But despite some of his fans being quick to forget about his past, there are those who say, you know, he hasn't really taken any responsibility for his actions. But yeah, and so speaking of not taking responsibility for his actions, during an interview with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America, Robin brought up the Rihanna assault and Chris Brown, like, quite literally freaked out. He threw a temper tantrum, which means not just, like, freaking out. He actually threw a chair through a window, had a confrontation with a producer that needed to be broken up, and then he stormed offset. So he clearly just, like, was not able to process this. And then since then, he continues to have run-ins with the law, and, you know, additional women have even come forth with more accusations of violence. Right. It's a really, it's definitely a repeated pattern, and it's very hard to watch it continue. But, um, you know, we, you know, hope everyone can get help for their issues, but it definitely seems to be, Um, a continued struggle. So let's recap what we talked about on this episode. Okay, so first, uh, we talked about Rihanna. She's a Pisces sun, Aries moon, Aries rising. This is vulnerability is her strength. Chris Brown, Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Leo rising. He's an artist through and through. They're bi-wheel. They have Aries rising, trying Leo rising. This is a fire trying. It's passion. They get each other on like a behavioral level. Rihanna's Mercury is conjunct Chris Brown's descendant. This means that they she can communicate with him in a way unlike almost anyone. Chris Brown's North Node is conjunct Rihanna's son. This is uh, us against the world baby energy. On the Leo lunar eclipse um, opposite Neptune and Aquarius, this is uh, kind of like removing the rose-colored glasses about the relationship. And um, when the assault occurred, it was moon opposite Mars. Um, and this is like violent. This could be interpreted as violence against like women or just physical violence in general. Um, the photo leak, uh, had moon conjunct Mercury in the North node and Aquarius conjunct America South node in the third house. This is like sensationalism. It's gossip. It's, uh, not really, it's more about the story than it is about the individuals involved, but it's kind of masquerading maybe in that way. Um, but it is having an impact on the collective in general and just changing the way we kind of view these sort of topics. The sentencing for Chris Brown, Mars and Cancer opposite Pluto and Capricorn. This is... Uh, two issues of control. It's putting someone, um, it's the law coming down on like an individual power. And Chris Brown's sentencing was also during his Mars year when his natal Mars is in the 12th house, which carries things of violence in prison because Mars is violence and the 12th house is prison. Um, and uh, KKKKK come out uh, during Mercury conjunct Uranus and Aries. And this is guns blazing Rihanna. She's like asserting individuality. Mercury conjunct Uranus is also uh, Uranus tends to pervert the energy of wherever it is. Mercury conjunct Uranus and Aries is just very like powerful energy about asserting individuality. And um, it's the communication and like very like it's like Rihanna's like rebellious area era. Um, And so even though she's always a rebel, to be honest, which I love. Um, Uranus transiting Rihanna's first house just changed her entire approach to the world and it like just it changed her beliefs how she wants to be loved how she sees herself um, how she approaches situations emotionally and uh, it just really was her like evolution yeah and I feel like you know a lot of good things have happened to Rihanna since she was able to put uh, Chris Brown behind her and so speaking of Rihanna's future Dana if you had to speculate when would you guess that Rihanna will bless us with some new music? I think it will be um, during Gemini season uh, around June 9th. And I would really love if it was during Gemini season because I'm a Gemini. It would be the best birthday gift ever. Uh, but yeah, so we'll 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 see. Um, but it looks like the future is very bright for Rihanna. So we're really excited to see. 
but we do know that this episode was pretty heavy and potentially triggering, so please visit thehotline.org if you or someone you know is experiencing abuse. Next week, we're talking about the internet with a very special surprise guest. We won't tell you who quite yet, but we're really excited to bring um, our first guest on their episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yes, we're thrilled. So also in the meantime, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And if you screenshot your review and send it to us, we'll make you your own meme with your big three and send you a quick little write-up about it. But make sure you follow us at Allegedly Astrology on Instagram and Reddit and at Allegedly Astro on Twitter. I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. Under my umbrella. <laughs> <laughs>